This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take out merchants. Take out all you can. And a huge warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast. Uh, my name's Lee Keys of SystemBet.co.uk, and joining me tonight are two fellow uh, punters to give you the. Uh, outright fair and winners hopefully this this, this weekend uh, to make it a memorable one uh, joining me is john leng of john joe's blogspot good evening john hey Lee. i'm hoping for a better week this week i went yes. to, i was, was going to say i went to on last week and kicked the cat but in today, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it's a very good thing to be saying i'd end up getting bowed every time i touch the ball wouldn't i <laughs> yes, wrong time for that for that for that pun. Um and joining me also this week um to bring some balance to the force to, to our bad tipping is uh, in good form, Never Lender. Good yeah. evening, Nev. Good evening, uh, everybody. Yes. Yep. Good evening. Uh, Neville's fresh off a winner, training Demi Sang to win at Sedgefield the other day. So Neville's in good spirits uh, for this weekend shirt. So, and he's also second in the naps table. If you look at the uh, profit and loss, Neville's doing quite well at this, unlike poor me and John. Anyway, uh, onwards and upwards, uh, we shall go to uh, uh, our, our best bets and uh, not waste any any time. Uh, so I'm going to come to you, Neville, for your uh, third best bet of the weekend, please. Right, well, I'm going to go to Newbury, and it's in the the Betfair hurdle, which has a rather odd look to it with it, with just 14 runners. Um, probably lacks a bit of class, but this race generally seems to be uh, seems to fall to horses that are uh, have got slightly under the radar, and as much as the handicapper hasn't had as many opportunities to rate the horse, i.e., novices. Uh, although I do have a lot of respect for Nappers Hill, the Paul Nichols form is a huge question mark. And for that reason, I'm going to go for a horse that uh, I think represents value. I'm not saying he's the best handicapped, but I think he's fairly handicapped. Right at the bottom of the weights, Royaume Uni of Gary Moores. And Gary Moore's got a good record in this race as well. He's won it at least a couple of times. Royaume Uni finished third on his most recent start in the race uh, that one of the favourites, let me just get rid of something, uh, uh, when it finished third to first street last time out, but prior to that it finished third at Cheltenham behind Lively Citizen, who has won since, and the second horse was one of the ri- his rivals on Saturday, Broomfield Berg. He's £10 better in with Broomfield Berg, and that uh, is one of the five or six to one chances. Riomuni loves ground riding quicker than soft, which he will get. He'll get a strong pace to run off and at at least double figure prices, maybe 16 or 20 to one. I think it represents value in a, a rather uh, disappointing turnout for the richest handicap hurdle of the whole year. Super case you've made there, Nev. And uh, 22 to one is available with uh, Paddy Power Betfair. Uh, and and, you, and five places, assuming you try getting uh, a bet on with them, though. <laughs> Are you if going you each way? Each, if you want ten pence each way, you'll get on. You you get full. You try and get twenty <laughs> quid each way. But having said that, I mean, I mean, Skybet are paying five. Um, you've got Betfred paying five. William Hill's paying five. Um, Are they really? So, yeah. Uh, well, but that's a, for it all to win. All to win. Also win one point win for Nev, and we'll give him the twenty twos, and then Paddy Power will lay him because he's not flimping the each way. Um, but he makes a good case there for Roy Mooney. Um, obviously, closely matched with Broomfield Berg on that Cheltenham run, so a, a good, nice selection there, Nev. A nice price um, for our listeners. Thank you for that, Roy Mooney for Nev in the Betfair Hurdle three thirty five at Newbury. John, coming to you now for your third best bet, please. Well, this week I've had my pace map out. Um, probably, <laughs> probably next week I'll have the fucking Ouija board out. Um, <laughs> anyway, I've, uh, I've gone to the 158 at Utoxeter. Yes. And, uh, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce this, so I'll call it Shitty Balco. Ah, Shitty Balco, yeah. Yes. Um, 
You don't have to dig too far into this one, Sam. I thought it ran really well behind Green Book three three runs back. Yes. Um, as I had uh, half legitimate excuses for the next twice since then. But I, th- I think the factor here is that there's no other pace in the race. The horse is 12 to 1. Um, I will be back in it. I will be getting out in running. Whether anybody who's left following me at this stage of the season decides <laughs> <laughs> to do the same is entirely up to them. But I think it's at like 12 to 1. I think it's six points run out. Yeah. So, so 12 to 1. You, you, you on the nose. One point. Yeah. Yeah. One point. 12 to 1 with Bet365, Bet Victor. And um, sporting index at the time of recording. Yes, John, I think Chitty Balco is value at those odds. Although the only win that he's had has come over at two and a half mile when he had an easy lead at Bangor. Hmm. Um, he, for me, he's probably better at two miles, but he's getting on a bit. And you'd like to think that maybe a, a nice soft lead again, if if that plays into your hands and you get that soft lead. Um, certainly, there's there's points to be made there. So I like. I think, that. I think he's got a half in price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One point win then for John Chitty Balker and the uh, 158 at Utoxeter. Okay. Um, <laughs> my third best um, is very unoriginal. And I've, that's why I've got it as my third best, really. But it's a horse that I do think will win the Arkle. And it goes in the Kingmaker in the 205. And it's Edward Stone. Um, I'm pleased to see Alan King just, just in a little, little bit better form last couple of days. He's had, a, he's had quite a lean spell. And. Um, Edward Stone, I'm a massive fan of. I think this this horse has got everything really, um, and I, I still think he's underrated. I know this kind of seems daft because of his lofty position in the Arkle market, but I do think um, I do think he's underrated in that. I think he should be shorter. I do. I, I think he's he's the one to beat in the Arkle, and I think with the with the sort of pace set up here for pleasure, will probably go on and and and. and and bound away. Third time lucky will probably track with Brave uh, Brave Siaska, who's been in tremendous form. But Edward Stone, I think, will get the lead that he needs. Um, and I think I think he'll win this and win this well uh, en route to the Arkle, where personally I would have him favourite to win the race. So Edward Stone is um, my third best bet, just a one-point win at the even money. Um, probably ge- more or less generally available. You'll probably get even money on the day. I can't see this being a, a collapsing price. And um, I expect him to pick up third time lucky um, late in the day and, uh, and and power away on the running for an impressive success. Okay, we'll come to uh, second best bets. I'll do I'll do the opposite way around. Um, uh, me first, and I'm going to Punchestown on Sunday uh, for their Grand National Trial, which is the 2:40 race there. And it's a horse that I've basically followed over a cliff. Um, Coco Beach uh, runs in this in this Grand National Trial, and um, he can't have it soft enough. He loves it hock deep, absolutely just loves it like a a, a swamp mire. Now, Punchers Town have got a lot of rain forecasts sort of Saturday and Sunday. Now, it's whether it transpires. If it transpires that the rain does fall and it's a softer, heavy ground then Coco Beach will have an enormous chance. He heads the weights. This is easier than the Thiestees that he contested last time when he finished sixth behind Longhouse Poet. He was going ever so well turning in, but he just doesn't have the gears when the ground's not riding bottomless. And, and for example, he won the Thiestees in 2021 when it was nearly a minute slower than standard. Now, this year's Thiestees, uh, was running 18 seconds slower than standard. So I know they've gave it out as soft, but to run it 18 seconds slower than standard tells you that that's not Irish, you know, uh, boggy ground. So I, d- I don't I don't think it played into his hands. I like the fact they've put Shane Fitzgerald on, taking the five off. Davy Russell rides um, for Gordon. And I'm pleased they've put Shane on because I think he's really good for his five. He rides for J.P. McManus, Joseph, the baby Joseph. He's rode for him. And, and he's, he's a real, real good conditional jockey. And I like that five-off angle because that takes him down a one-four-one. And remember, this horse um, finished um, um, sixth in a Porter's Town, seventh in an Irish National. Irish National. And I think that's a massive price to be 12-1 to 1 with William Hills that they've put up. So I'm going to go one point each way. And they are obliging. With, I think I'm not sure of the place terms. We'll check that out, and I'm sure um, I'm not. I'll not claim anything that shouldn't be claimed. But Coco Beach, 
But if you want to wait for that bet to see if the rain comes, you know, keep a beady eye out tomorrow. If it's raining in Dublin and it's and it's it's, it's bounding down, then you know then that Coco Beach has got a better chance. So um, we move on from my uh, second best selection there uh, to John. I'll come to you, John, for your second best bet of uh, the weekend. Yeah, this one was of tremendous interest to me actually, and uh, it's Flintara. In the 453 at again. Um, I thought the time before last this horse ran a very eye catching race actually. Um, made a couple of mistakes, was headed at the last night's run the running, but last time when they dropped the horse in trip, was keeping on in an eye catching fashion again, um, and then had to switch approaching the last. Really ran on up the running, um, ran right through the line. Again, I've had my pace map out. I think it might be quite messy. I think Bannister will not mess her about. I think she'll probably get one of the more enterprising rides in the race. And I think um, probably going up to till mile four will suit as well. An extra furlong wouldn't have come and miss at Tarleton last time. Um, I, th- I think 89 a mark is very workable for the horse. It's a piss power race, isn't it? Yeah. Are, are we, so, I mean, are we saying that this is on the nose or each way? Uh, no, I'm going to go each way at 10s. Each way at 10s, that's four places, bet 365. Uh, they're all four places in that race, uh, 150 odds. So 10 to 1 Flintara for John in the 453. Thank you, John. Neville, your second best bet, please. My second best bet is uh, a mare that's had four runs over hurdles. Uh, she's yet to win, but I am pretty sure that tomorrow will be the, the time that she gets off the mark. It's in the the 250 race at Nace, and I was rather pleasantly surprised to see that she's actually second favourite. Mighty Blue of Joseph O'Brien's finished third in the... Grade two race at the Cheltenham Festival last season for mares and was rated 133 going into that race. Has been kept to the flat subsequently, uh, did manage to win a listed fillies race at Goran and uh, comes back here after a a break of several months. But you can be pretty sure that uh, Joseph O'Brien will have her ready. Incredibly, she's second favourite. She gets £7 off the probable favourite of Willie Mullins is a horse called Govan, who is uh, or was runner-up in a, a maiden hurdle at Punchestown. But for that horse, well, assuming that Mighty Blue runs a race, then that maiden of Willie Mullins is going to have to run to 140, which I would be rather surprised at, considering it got beat last time. Mighty Blue in my eyes, ought to be a short price favourite, but at around 13 to 8 or 7 to 4, I'm absolutely gobsmacked and she looks looks nailed on. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I mean, obviously Mighty Blue, tremendous engine. She's got obviously rated 106, I believe, on the flat. Um, contested uh, the, um, uh, the, the York... Is it the Yorkshire Cup? The, the mile and six race at the Dante meeting, John, last year? Is it the Yorkshire Cup? Um... It was the, what's known as the Bronte Cup now. Bronte Cup, Bronte Cup, Group Group Three, Phillies and Mares. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 and obviously that was behind Tribalcraft Urban Artist. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like you said, Nev. I mean, it looks, it looks, it looks extremely good. Um, like that seven prices. pound, the seven pounds is a gift, isn't it? Really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, third, third in the mare, the, the mares, not the mares, the two mile mares at Cheltenham last year, and like you said, getting seven pounds. That makes a very tough indeed. So, lovely selection there from Nev. Uh, dugout, um, if I may say so. Nev thinks he should be favourite. Um, it's it's seven to four with, with eight 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 sport. Bit of thirteen to eight dotted around. Um, six to four elsewhere. And uh, Nev's is hoping that um, um, that can overturn Govan, which is currently favourite. Good good selection, Nev. So that uh, sums up the two pointers. So now. I'm going to the best bets, and I'm coming to you, John, for your uh, first of all for your best bet of the weekend. Yeah, I get the rubbish out of the way first. Um, <laughs> now, 
This, um, I'm actually taking them on in the Betfair hurdle. Um, if you cast your mind back to the dim and distant start of this jump season, there was a making at Ascot where you had some information about Boat Hill. Yes. And uh, we thought he might get away with it, and he didn't. But after that, they've had a brief sojourn into novice chasing. And then everything points to him waiting to have a bash at this. And I think it'll pay dividends because, as we were talking about off air before we started, for the money, it's not the most competitive of races. No. They've done a wise move coming here instead of waiting for the county hurdle or anything like that. And uh, I think off a very similar map, this house is tremendous value around the end of one. Yep, I mean, uh, 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 Brian Brian Lambert that owns it, he'll, he'll be there tomorrow. Um, and I'm sort of reliably told that, that this horse is absolutely in fine fettle, John. And um, as we know from Ascot, um, he was he was quite short on fitness. Um, with view to a chasing campaign in mind, obviously the horse didn't look a natural of offence at Exeter, so they've probably schooled him since and probably shelved those plans. Um and come back over hurdles. So they will be very confident, I would think, of 135. So, John, uh, the prices on the Betfair hurdle uh, at the moment, uh, at the time of recording, our boot tilt is 8 to 1, bet 365, four places, or you can, are you going winner each way? Um, I'm going to go win, sorry. On the nose, three points win from John Jer, uh, so 8 to 1, bet 365 for boot hill, which uh, will be uh, certainly cheered on by connections that are very hopeful of a big run from Brutal tomorrow. Okay, so uh, I will come to you, Neville, for your best bet of the weekend, please. Well, under normal circumstances, I would have said that Mighty Blue was was the banker of, of the weekend, yes. but the, the horse that I, I think is really good value is a horse that hasn't won for since 2017, but all of a sudden, this horse is looking extremely well handicapped, and we're going to Newbury for the 150, and it's a horse called Kurt de Leon of Alan King's. And Alan King's horses are absolutely on fire at the moment. They really yeah. have hit form this past fortnight. Uh, yeah. This horse, uh, admittedly, was fourth of four last time at Wolverhampton in a race that he probably couldn't win. Um, there was the same yard had Rainbow Dreamer in the race, who was rated something like a stone better, and they were meeting off very nearly level weights. But a close inspection of his form, you'll see that he was um, running off marks in the 130s. He ran actually ran off 137 at Aintree a couple of years ago, uh, not beaten that far in a better race than this. He's got good form at Newbury. My one question mark might be, does he want three miles? He's never attempted it before, but the fact that he's been uh, campaigned over two miles four in uh, the uh, that race at Ascot at Queen Alexandra. Oh, no, no, yes, no, the Ascot yes. State. The Ascot State. Ascot State. Yeah. Uh, and he got, he got beat less than five lengths in that. Suggests, and he, of course, he ran in the Cesaro, which and ran really well in the Cesaro, which one year. It suggests that he should stay the trip. They have put the cheek pieces back on him and I think he'll probably go off favourite although the, the the overnight market's suggesting that he won't but you, you look at the opposition as well and you see that they're mainly made up of horses that have been failing over fences the big breakaway I'm sure this isn't that this wasn't the plan at the start of the season to go back hurdling uh, risk and roll was a hunter chaser last year uh, Butler's Brief and Sussex Ranger have been chasing I think he's got a right good look to him, this horse. At around six or seven to one, I think he's something to bet on. He's he's going to be my main bet this weekend. Brilliant. I, I, I love this because obviously you've got the trip angle in play and obviously the mark. And um, the last, the only time he tried three miles over hurdles, um, he finished sixth uh, over this court, uh, course and distance. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's, uh, yes, Newbury. One, sorry, yes, Newbury. One fifty. So yeah, over, he was six over this course and distance behind Hill Sixteen, and I remember the race because I backed the winner Hill Sixteen, and they basically didn't go a good a good pace. Um, the pace held up. Nothing got into it, Nev. Um, and you look at that. Look, up, he ran off one thirty-one that day. He's nine yes. pounds lower today. Tomorrow, yeah. sorry. 
Yes, he's, exactly. He's outstanding, isn't he, tomorrow, this horse? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think they've gave him one crack at three mile. And to me, it wasn't satisfactorily run because the pace held up. It was basically Hill 16, Little Rockefeller, and they, they kept one, two throughout. And I think I think that's it. Nothing got it got in it from behind. So there's probably an excuse that day, you know, why he didn't um, didn't probably perform to, to, to his rating that day. So like you say, with it with a one two two rating, um in what is not really a very competitive or strong race. Um, I agree entirely. I think it's, yeah. and, and I also think with the stable being in form, it just it's the cherry on top of the cake, really. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, Alan King, because everyone's been waiting for Alan King, who, who has had a lean time, and um, he's he's just coming 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 cherry ripe at the right time. Which um, so for you, Edward Stone backers tomorrow and in the Arkle, um, certainly birds well, and for Nev's three pointer. Um, so we look for the prices. Curdley on is uh, certainly been nibbled at Nev. Nev is it seven to one at the moment. Are you three points on the nose? Absolutely, yeah. Three points on the nose, yeah. seven to one bet, three six five uh, for Neville as his best bet, cracking stuff. Right, well, um, sadly for me, uh, my best bet is also in the Betfair hurdle. So sadly, there's there's three runners. But the beauty of this, listeners, is that you can pick the best case that you like. And obviously, Neville's gone for Roy Mooney and made a very good case. Uh, John the same with Boot Hill. Um, yeah, I've got no negatives really for Boot Hill or what or, or Neville's selection at all. Um, and I'm going to be boring and go with Broomfield Berg um, at the nine to two available, uh, a three point win bet. Now I know to some might think, well, you know, uh, well, anyone can tip that kind of thing. I get that, you know, I get I, I get it if you think that that's unoriginal. Um, However, this is a horse I've, I've followed quite closely for all its career, really, and I've always thought this has got top-class talent. And when um, when it won its bumper race at Southall on second start, I just thought, geez, this is this has got some serious gears. Um, and I mean, I mean, I think the second horse was Brawson. I think that's 113 hour over hurdles, for example. I know comparing national flats to hurdles isn't always the way to go, but but nevertheless, the engine was there. And they've had the horse in the hood because he's been tricky, mentally quite difficult, uh, you know, at home, etc. And uh, Henderson Contact of mine got in touch with me to tell me before the Cheltenham run that he'd been working with all the all the their their top division, and you know, and he wasn't out of place with the with that top division, you know, the Constitution Hill, John Bon, etc. This horse has got a serious engine. And it's only because he refused that day. He came absolutely travelling like the wrath of God um, against um, Lively Citizen with Neville's selection uh, back in third. And he just, he just he just hung into the other one all the way up the running as if to say, you know, you could either say it's temperament or you could also say it's just an experience. And I'd say an experience and, and, a, and a bit rawness of, uh, from a mental state because next time out at Kempton, they took the hood off. And that for me is the key angle. The hood off angle is big for me because the hood, I think, or whilst it can settle horses down, it also makes them a bit numb. Um, they, they, you know, they don't know what's going off around them. And and I do believe that taking the hood off can improve them. And last time at Kempton, even though the opposition was nothing to write home about, it just he impressed me no end. I, I genuinely think he's a lot, lot better than 134. I think there's few horses in this that could probably say, you know, we we, we could be sort of like just below, say, a grade a grade one horse if you like. And the fact that you know the the, the John the John Joe horse. Um, he's bidding for his repeat win. He's got to give him nearly a stone. I just cannot see that happening. I, I cannot see him giving a stone to Broomfield Berg. So I'm three points win at nine to two. A very confident selection from me. I really do think that this horse is the real deal off one, three, four. And it's one of those where if you can get those favorable each way terms, you might want to play for just because you're getting five places. Obviously, I'm not so fortunate. And I'm going to go win. But if you can get the each way terms, obviously gain five places each way pleasure, then I don't think you'll lose your money. I'll be amazed if this horse is is out the uh, out the frame. Um, despite obviously two of my uh, fellow uh, pundits this evening going against me with Roy Mooney and Boot Hill, but I wish them well also. So I think we that, should that, also mention Nappers Hill though, because I think we should we should because because Paul Nichols is so out of form. 
uh, is trading at a 2% strike rate, which is unheard of for him. But this is the best bumper horse he's had on ratings in the past five years. I think it, I think the Racing Post gave him something like 134 as a bumper horse. And the fact that he put him in a, gr- a grade one last time out, I, I think he could be well in. And I'm absolutely fearful of him, Nappers Hill. I think he could go up. He could absolutely hack up, or he could come nowhere if the stable is still not firing. But I think he ha- that, that's This is the fourth selection we've given in the race. But Nappers Hill, <laughs> I think, has. To, I think you have to be scared of him as well. I think he's got a massive chance if the stabler can, can return to something like the best. I, I agree, Nev. I think. I, th- I mean, I, I put up um, a, a Nichols bet last week um, as my best bet, and obviously I, I paid the price. It ran no sort of race. Um, but like you say, the, I, wa- I watched Nappers Hill at Ascot when when he was behind John Bond, and he was given given quite a, um, a delicate ride, as if to say. We'll try and beat John Bond, but if if John Bond's going clear, we'll just look after him for another day because obviously they must have they must have thought targets further down the line. They were probably thinking this race and probably other races beyond that. Well, if we if we get beat four or five lengths by John Bond, not a problem. Um, and I, I got that impression from the ride that Harry Comden gave it when he knew he couldn't beat it. Um, so it caught my eye that day as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good case, and and like you say. Obviously drifting at the moment, ten to one Nappers Hill. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, ten. Yeah. Should he? It shouldn't be a ten to one chance, I don't think. No. But you not, know, not, you you might know better after maybe the first one's run tomorrow and the, the 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 good horse in the first race. You know, if if that runs below form, then maybe Nappers Hill's one to to ignore. But if if the Brave Man's game absolutely hoses up, then we'll be all back in favour of Paul Nichols, won't we? Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. You make a good point because he's also a Clander Zerbo as well. Um, Clander Zerbo, yeah. And, and Hitman. Um, so, so, and Hitman, yeah. So, so if Nichols, this is, keep the eye on the markets, listeners. This is this is where you need to be shrewd. And despite listening to our tips, if Nichols gets off to a flyer and it looks like that, you know, the feeds changed, whatever, uh, you know, and it's 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 good stuff, then. You need to be looking at Napa's Hill because, like Nev says, I totally agree with him that this horse could be extremely well in from this mark also. And and at ten to one, you cannot leave him unbacked. And even if it's eight to one after he trained the first winner or first two winners, take the eight to one. Uh, make sure you don't lose on Napa's Hill, whatever you do um, in the race. I think that's the best advice we can give, isn't it, on that one? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I should have a little bit on it, just to say, just to cover my stake on Royaume-Uni, because I think he cannot, he shouldn't be ten to one. However, you look at the race, fourteen runners, and he is, he he can't be ten to one if if the stable are right. But you know, there's the a big question mark over them. You know, but yeah. Paul, would would Paul Nichols be running? In, some of his stable stars if he felt they were wrong he wouldn't be would he you know this close to Cheltenham because this is going to if they are wrong it's going to knock them back for Cheltenham you yeah. know Brave Man's Games one of the one of his one of his big f- fancies for Cheltenham if that got beat tomorrow um, I mean I'm not saying it's well handicapped because I don't I don't think it is but if that got beat let's say it was tailed off or it pulled up you know it's too near Cheltenham so he he must have a good idea that they are coming back it must do. Yeah. It. No, I mean, this is well. We'll come on to this then now because yeah. obviously we've done the best bet. So the one fifteen at Newbury, which is the uh, raw cast uh, novices. I like the name raw cast. We like that novices limited <laughs> handicap chase. And this reminded me of the old days when you used to get like a, a star novice or a, a star a gold cup horse giving absolute lumps of weight. In handicaps and use, and, and and I thought it's a tremendous spectacle to see. Um, and as well, I mean, this race is, is certainly no uh cakewalk for Brave Man's game, given that Pat's fancy, you know, he's up in the weights, but but certainly the form's rock solid. Grumpy Charlie probably needs the ground a bit softer. Um, but the, I, I definitely think he needs soft ground to be his very best. But Brave Man's game, Nev, then, I mean. This is this is a risk, is it not? Running the uh, the favourite, um, for you know, in this. Well, I, I can I can see why he's targeting this race because it's a limited handicap and it effectively puts several of them out the weights. But he, he runs in this race with nothing in hand over Grumpy Charlie or Pat's Fancy because the, the, all three of them are handicapped on their their correct mark. 
Bravemont's game has looked brilliant. He's fencing out. When, when, when he made his debut at Newton Abbott, he looked and he beat Fusil Raffles, um, which was a, a tremendous effort for his first try of offences back in the, um, just before winter, wasn't it? When he, yeah. And uh, he, he, has looked, he has looked unbeatable. But 159 is a very hard mark to win off, particularly when you're a novice. And when you think that to win a Gold Cup, you, you want to be around, or to be placed in a Gold Cup, you want to be around 170. This horse is going to have to almost produce a performance of around 165 to win tomorrow. It's yeah. no, it's no shoeing, and I'm surprised that he's odds on. But would he be running if he didn't? He's not going to want to go to Cheltenham with a with a horse that gets beaten. You know, the horse, horse. You've got to keep the confidence up for horses, and. I'd probably take him on. I wouldn't. Have, I probably wouldn't have a bet in the race, in all honesty. I want Brave Man's game to win. You want the best horses to, to go to Cheltenham in the best form. But it, it's a brave move to run him. You know, the stable are out of form. This horse runs off 159. He's meeting two horses that are on the up, Grumpy Charlie and Pat's Fancy. And indeed, the other three, although they're out, they're out the handicap, they're, they're no mugs. It's a, it's a tough race for Brave Man's game. If he wins, he must be some some tool. Yeah, no, I, I echo your your thoughts really, uh, in agreement totally with what you've just said. But it's not to, for me. It's nice to see for the game rather than these three runner novice chasers that we, we kind of get and, and ones two to seven ones. You know, I, I think I think this is intriguing for punters and I I think it sets a puzzle. Uh, John, John, are you in agreement with, with 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 what we've said so far? And in terms of entertainment, it's probably a bit more entertaining than seeing uh, Hendo Popeye turn up um, and uh, one to five, you know, to win a win a three runner novice. Well, this is a lot more interesting, isn't it? I mean, uh, I do, yeah, you know, it's a it's a fascinating big blogger treble tomorrow, isn't it? Really, yeah. isn't it? it's the it's the it's the desert orchid panto prince scenario. Um, you know, yeah. like where you having his counters on the treble, isn't he tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll be bouncing after that after the uh, was it Leopardstown uh, Sunday was it yeah. where all the yeah the favourites went in and yeah yeah, yeah we got we got a photo of the steak and chips and <laughs> well best content yeah and uh, well there we go blogger not everyone's cup of tea one fifty race we move on to the three mile handicap hurdle and. Um, I believe um, we have Neville's best bet in here, Cordelly, on which we do, of course, and uh, we've we've highlighted the case for that. Um, I'm with Nev on this. John, are you agreeing? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, to be honest, Neville makes such a good case, and he is right in that this horse just not hasn't had the chances at three miles, given that I mean, it's, it's not five minutes since this was running our race off the mark in the nineties at Ray Lascott and the. That's got stakes, for God's sake. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's clearly well handicapped, isn't it? Yeah. One, two, two is a very attractive mark. And um, very, very well sought out from Nev. So, nothing to add there. Then we go to the 225, the Denman chase, uh, Clandes Herber. Again, um, we, we're all sort of worrying about the, uh, the the form of the Nichols Yard, but 11 to 10, Clandes Herber. I'm surprised, Neville. That they've brought Royal Pagai out so quickly, given the absolute slog um, at Haydock last time. Yeah, it's only three weeks, isn't it, since it since it went through the mud at Haydock and had a very hard race. Charlie Deutsch, Charlie Deutsch was at him, you know, fully from the, from the second last. They were getting the full the full treatment. He's a horse who's on the improve. Is is Royal Pagai? Whether he's got the speed in a potentially a race up will will turn into not not a relative sprint but i don't think they'll go at a seriously mad pace clander has got a good good turn of foot i mean you don't win king george's unless you you, you can quicken royal pagais is the improver we've, we've got this question mark again over the nichols horse but i i think that Clan, a, an informed clander's oboe will prove too quick for royal pagai uh, that's not to say that I don't rate Roper Guy. I think he's a very, very good horse. But I do think something like an Irish Grand National would suit him better than maybe going for the Gold Cup. That's that's that's, that's my opinion. I think he wants a slog rather than um, taking on sp- speedier types. 
know, it's it's not it's not a two horse race. Imperial Aura I thought was going well when he fell in the Betfair at the at Haydock at the start of the season. Um, but he, he has failed to complete in his last four runs, and I suppose a completion will be their their main hope. Uh, Durashi counters no no chance at the weights, and Eldorado is thoroughly reliable, but is not in Clandesobo's class. I think Clandesobo will win if if you trust that the nickel sources are somewhere near the best. Yep, com- completely completely agree with that. Obviously, Roll Pagai. As has as got sort of legend status in the fact that he's the only horse to win off a, a, a higher mark as 160 plus joining Twin Oaks and Jadami as past winners. Um, Twin Oaks, um, yes, uh, the, the Haydock legend. Um, so, so Royal Pagai has got a place, place certainly in many people's hearts after his last win. But I do worry for him, like Nev says as well. This is this is not quite three miles either. It's it's, it's a it's an extended two mile seven. So it's even hundred and twenty. It's, it's hundred and two hundred. Hundred and twenty. Hundred hundred and forty yards short of three miles. So you know, and this is on probably obviously better ground than what was at Haydock. So I'm I totally agree with Nev, and it depends on the form of Nichols. John, have you anything to add to um, this race? No, I think Flanders are well. You've just got to put the Nichols farm to the back of your mind. Trust trust the fact that, as Nev says, he wouldn't be running his stable stairs so close to Cheltenham unless he thought he got them right. And uh, leg toe of the blogger travel. (laughs) Indeed. Right, three o'clock. The uh, Betfair Exchange game spirit uh, won by some illustrious names in the past i'm not quite sure that that, that uh, these names uh, will fit the bill in terms of, of past winners uh, whether i'm being harsh or not i don't know but but um uh, four go to post after the withdrawal of editor de geet uh, of gary moore's um any thoughts on this one nev well, the past three runnings of this race have been won by Altior, and as you say, there isn't an Altior in this race. But there are all four of them are classy individuals. My apart from the horses that we have at Swallows Barn, I don't think I I, I like a horse as much as Sky Pirate. Apart from our, <laughs> apart from my own horses, I absolutely love this horse. I think he's the epitome of consistency in fact i'm just looking now his last four racing post ratings have all been the same 161 and that is some uh, it's it, some it, it just shows you how how good he is to, if, if he can reproduce his best form on four and in his previous one there he ran to 160 so he hasn't run below 160 on his last five starts He's a horse that travels well. I don't think he'll win the race. I think he he just lacks that tiny little bit of class. But I absolutely love Sky Pirate. He's, he's just everything you want in a racehorse. We're, we're in this position again where Nichols, everything's down to him. And Hitman is so well in at the weights. He's uh, receiving six pounds off so royal when he uh, should be receiving three. Um, he should be um, giving weight to Sky Pirate and a fun and bull civila. And he's only a six-year-old, so you would anticipate more improvement to come from him. You know, it's exactly the same as the earlier races. If the Nichols horses are okay, he should win. Um, but, you know, do you want to take two to one? I don't know. <laughs> a, mm, if the first two have gone in, it would be two to one. Yeah. Would be interesting. Yeah. John, this could, this could be one of those days where it could be literally a, a Nichols, a massive day for Nichols, or, you know, or it could be everyone saying, I told you so, Nichols horses just aren't right. What's he doing running them? There'll be a lot of after timing, I think, going off on social media one way or the other, John, do you think? I certainly don't think he'll have one winner. I think it will be till three or zero, you know? Yeah. Um I think, um, and as you say, the after timing will be thick and fast after, probably after one of them's run, really. <laughs> you know, if you're Braveman bombs out, well, I'll be jumping yeah. well, well, it's always the old case, isn't it? You know, if Braveman's game gets beat in the first, everyone, you know, the, the after time brigade come out and say, well, I told, I told you so. You know, yeah. what, why are you back in a bowl? All the clever lads with trebles will be putting their bets up. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it, it man's even money now. I'm, I'm away, you know. And, uh, yeah. 
that it, it's quite pivotal tomorrow, isn't it? The the Nichols action. Really. I mean, I mean, I agree in so much with Nev, but again, I think he's just summed it more or less, more summed the race up more or less perfectly. Hitman's very well in, and um, you know, it's a it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed with him in the Halden. Um, I thought he possibly might do a little bit better than getting within five lengths of Griantine on favourable terms. Um, so the jury's out on that aspect, but on on, on the terms of this race. Like Nev says, it, it it does look a it does look a, a favourite's chance really. It's only the stable form that would probably put you off. The three thirty five race we've all covered in detail. Obviously, uh, we're three we're three pronged in that. Well, maybe four pronged if Nichols has the first three because we're all on Napazil as well. But yeah, Broomfield, Berg, Boot Hill, and uh, Royom Uni are our selections. With uh, keep your out on Napazil, we may as well back the field in that. Um, and um, we'll <laughs> we'll see you get all sorts on this podcast. Um, so we'll move on to Warwick and uh, we go to their first race on the uh, telly box, which is the uh, one thirty five, I believe. The Virgin Bet Warwick Mares Hurdle. Good old Mares. We love a Mares race for us, don't we? <laughs> no. uh, I'll, I'll tell you straight away how much I love a Mares race. I'm out in the words of <laughs> is that where you, Is that where you take the dog for a walk, John, when this happens? I'll, I'll shout him in after I've put a bit of patty on it. <laughs> Nev, have you have you thoughts on this mare's race? Indefatigable heads the market even money at the moment. Yeah, she's a really good mare. I was at Weatherby when she won on her seasonal reappearance, but the weights were in her favour that day. I suppose the weights are in her favour tomorrow. Uh, Maria's Rock, you can forgive her run last time because she got badly impeded by a faller and... She comes pretty close at the weights, uh, 147, 146 at the weights to indefat- indefatigable. And the other two don't really count. Um, I don't know. I think I think that the Paul Weber horse is probably more reliable than Marie's Rock, who looks a good novice. She then had a barren spell last season and she's come back. Um, probably indefatigable, but it wouldn't really be a bet for me. No, not not a betting medium for me either. But um, again, well summed up in that I do think uh, in indefatigable is is a lot more solid in terms of consistency compared to Marie's Rock. I think Marie's Rock, you know, she she was she was brilliant um, on Boxing Day um, when she won at Kempton, very impressive. And then obviously, like you said last time, never got a chance to show. So that'd be unfair to crab her for last time. But she does have a history of. Of sort of you know bombing out now and again. I can remember when um, she ran in the um, the race that I can never back the winner of the uh, the Yorkshire Rose Mare at Doncaster. Miranda won the race, beat Floressa. I was on Floressa, and Marie's Rock just never run a race. She was beaten over twenty lengths, and I just I just think that's her really. She, she on a day she's very talented, but but obviously you've got that risk. In that you know you don't know which Marie's Rock might turn up, so it's a, it's a tricky race and probably a gin and pate race. I can recommend uh, uh, Ardennes pate tomorrow, Siderit gin, and maybe some Dutch Gouda, John from Marks and Spencer's. That was nice on the side of the plate. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go down well round about that time. Um, right, we go on to the Kingmaker. Uh, I'll sit this one out because I've, I've obviously made my thoughts known about what I think about Edwardstone. Um, I would love Alan King as well to win the Arkle. I, I just would. I, I just think, you know, we've had a, a barrage of the Irish and barrage of Henderson, etc. Be nice for Alan King to get back in the winner's enclosure at Cheltenham. Uh, any thoughts on this, chaps? Well, I, um, I think Edwardstone's our only hope of a championship type win at Cheltenham. So I, I would hope he wins this as well. Okay. Um, well, I, it's very hard not to have been impressed by third time Lucky when he has won. He looks like a, a real, uh, he, he's, he's such a, a big, strong horse and he travels like a dream. And I think when they they took him to Cheltenham, they they rather hit the front, sorry, no, it was Sandown, they, they hit the front too soon with him. I think he's better when he's held up and that, that showed at Doncaster last time out. Although it was only a, a three-horse race, he he had the measure of full pleasure at the time when that one came down. It's guaranteed a strong pace this race for sure, which will suit Edward Stone and third time Lucky. I think Ed, Edward Stone's got a little bit more class, but I'm not underestimated 
uh, underestimating third time lucky, but I do think Edward Stone was a better hurdler and probably is a little bit better chaser. I think I think so, but you know, we'll, I don't think it will be a shoe in for Edward Stone. No, um, I mean, I mean, he's, he's he's always. I mean, this is it is a tricky encounter to be fair, but I did think. I, I, if, if someone got a gun to my head at even money, are you a backer or a layer of Edward Stone? Then that was the the even money was was the uh, deciding factor because I, I, despite my liking of Venetia's, I don't think that's in the class of these. Um, and obviously, for pleasure, we'll probably do his usual and and make it a nice test uh, for all concerned. And then it's down to a battle of probably Nev who gets in the better rhythm. Uh, on the on on that back straight for the final time over those over those four fences in a row, and whatever meets them on on the right stride and etc. You know he's probably going to have the edge in the well, race. Yeah, what's what's that, Lee? Is that when when he reappeared? I know he has won at Warwick as Edward Stone, but when he reappeared, he just didn't seem. He wasn't that fluent on his reappearance at Warwick, Edward Stone. It might have been because it was his first run of the season, but. I think third time lucky is the more exuberant jumper, and Warwick is a little bit tricky. I think I think third time lucky will sit on the tail of Edward Stone, and although if I I'm like you, if I had to have a bet, I would rather do with Edward Stone than third time lucky. But I really don't think he's got much in hand. I think, you know, if if you gave me, which you which you wouldn't, if you gave me six to one third time lucky, I'd I'd be with that one rather than Edward Stone. Oh, of course, if, yeah, you know, yeah. if the odds were right. I, I, I mean, I mean that's it. I mean, like that's why I put him out as my third bet because he's even money. I would probably make Edward Stern probably four to five. I'd, I'd have third time lucky probably uh, fifteen to eight. I'd have Brave Siaska a little bit longer, um, and and that's that's my hundred percent book, so to speak. Um, obviously, for pleasure, it'd be thirty threes. Um, so yeah, that's 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 how I lie. So I, I just think even money. It's not bad if you get odds against Edward Stone because I I do think he's the best horse and hopefully that will transpire. But good stuff. Uh, we'll go on to the final uh, uh, t- television race, which is the three fifteen race, the Virgin Bet Warwick Castle handicap. And um, heading the market in this is uh, well, let's have a look. Drum roll. It's a quite an open affair. Celeb Celeb Dallen uh, five to one won its last two starts for Philip Hobbs and Tom O'Brien. That heads the market. Any thoughts here, Nev? Any 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 interest? Well, he's won his last two races, Anthony Haydock has sled Dallin, and he is improving yes. rapidly. Um, he won off 126 last time. He goes off 135, which for a 10-year-old, it's quite it is quite a climb. It this has has got a real good look to it. This race, there's some classy individuals. Cheddleton is so consistent, but he runs off 149, and Riders of the Storm is another one that would you would consider to be well handicapped. But I think he's probably regressing these days. The one that I thought was worth chancing at a reasonable price is Nicky Henderson's Falco Blitz, who I thought wasn't suited by Kempton last time. He wanted a, a it beat a good yardstick in Champagne Court. He runs off only a £3 higher mark, and he did jump to his left on more than one occasion that day. Had he jumped straighter, he would have won by more than a length. And, you know, Warwick is left-handed. It will play to his strengths. Um, you know, at, at around the 6-1 to one mark, I think he's he's has to be considered. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a t- it is a tough handicap. But Falco Blitz would be my, my idea. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, Nicky Anderson said 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 basically um, <laughs> they've been struggling with the horse to predict because he he he'd have said he was going better better left handed and 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 the last win surprised him. He actually he he didn't expect Falco Blitz to win last time. He said he said he'd be better left handed go going you know you're on a flat track left handed that that that'd be more his thing. So he was quite surprised that he managed to win at Kempton last time. So, yeah, fair, fair point. Um, six to one, uh, Falco Blitz. John, did you did you like anything in this? There's a little bit more pace on than I would have liked for this horse, but I think Riders on the Storm will travel well during the race. I, I don't think it's entirely dead just yet. Uh, I thought the, the debut of this year showed enough to encourage rather than discourage. The horse has dropped the thick end of £20 since in its last six runs. So I don't think you can deny it's well handicapped. And it would be another one, a bit like my third best bet of the weekend, where 
I think you can have a couple of quid on and get out at about half the price. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Riders on the Storm, very strong traveller. Um, like you say, I mean, he was second to Clan Legend at Aintree on reappearance. Mm. Obviously, not not the horse um, he probably once was um, in terms of performances-wise. But I think last time out, I, I, I think you can draw a line through it. I think it was it was one of those races where you know it's a, they're always tough races to win. The the you know the the Cheltenham handicaps. Um, you know, over two and a half miles like that, they're always fiercely run, uh, fiercely contested, and like you said, this this will be a lot easier. Yeah, in terms I, of, I think you've got half a dozen points for now, really, because I, I think you'll jump and ping a few of the early fences and catch the eye, you know. So I, I think you'll be able to lay them about sevens or eights. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean. Personally, I mean, I, I I sort of kind of agree with Nev selection. I, I, why am I agreeing so much with Nev this week? But it's um it's right. I mean, I, I watched the interview with Nicky after the uh, the race at Kempton, and he did basically say that this this win surprised him because he was only running here because he needed to run, and um and it it was he thought it was the wrong way around. He thought he what the horse wants left handed, um. You know, I mean, he has won right-handed. He's won at Ascot, Fakenham, now Kempton. But he says he he always seems to want to edge edge to his left. Um, and I just thought that was interesting uh, after the race. So I'd probably side with that in a very competitive affair. But uh, very tricky, tricky, tricky days racing. Let, let shall we say? Obviously, we've we've highlighted the fact that Paul Nichols will have the key to some some races on Saturday, depending on the form. I think we can all garner that. And um, I think you sort of tread carefully and see where we're at um, at the end of the day. But any any other business chaps to add to um, any any other mentions? I just encourage people to watch the second race at Nas tomorrow uh, and see how far journey with May wins by uh, with the Oakley Cheltenham Festival. Interesting. Is that is that is that really is that is that one of your favourites, John? Yeah, yeah, I'm really keen on that for Cheltenham. Journey with me. So, so John wants to watch that in terms of uh, how impressive that will be uh, winning the two mile three novice hurdle there at Nace at one forty tomorrow. So that that just about wraps things up. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, myself, Nevenda, John, uh, we 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 bid you uh, good evening, and uh, we'll be back on Sunday with the Sunday sermon. Myself, John, and uh, Chris uh, Lorne Malvo from Twitter will be going through the. Uh, the uh, hot topics of the week, let, shall we say. So that's all from us. Bye for now. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.